Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. This week, we're chatting to Rebecca Grant, UK CEO at BCW Global. Rebecca, I reckon, has one of the biggest jobs in UK PR. She heads up a team of over 200 people at BCW's London office, and she has led the Conan Wolf London operation through the merger with Burson Marstella to a period of recent significant growth, I should say, over the past couple of years um, for what was already a very, very big PR and comms operation. Rebecca joined BCW in 2011. Previously, she worked for Weber Shamwick and the Red Consultancy, and she was appointed UK CEO in 2016. Do check out the homepage of PR Moment for all of our latest webinars, including PR analytics, LinkedIn as a B2B marketing channel, and the intersection of data, insight, and PR planning. And also, thanks so much to our PR Moment podcast sponsors, the PRCA. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. What a lovely intro. (laughs) I say all the nicest things. So, yeah, I mean, I must admit, from, it boggles me the idea of running a 200, a team of t- over 200 people. How, how, does that, how does that work out? Does that, I suppose, you have, is that, what's it like? Is it tough going? It's, it's genuinely, brilliantly exciting, exhilarating. Um, I think the ability to do things at scale is really excellent. Um, and you get to work with a ton of, brilliantly smart people that can do things that you can't and that's always a buzz so genuinely um it's terrific but we also do you know i i do feel a a responsibility for you know the team's growth and development and our culture and the type of work we're doing so there is there is a lot to be busy thinking about and trying to make strides forward in but i think you are always propelled by just brilliant talent and that's genuinely what keeps me doing this for so long I mentioned that in that scale point you made yeah. there, because I just, you know, you've you've probably worked in different size of teams. And I think that's not suggest yeah. that 200 is necessarily better than 50. It's just different. Right. Isn't it? And, and I'm sure you'd say the same. Um, but what, what is different about is that is that ability to do things quickly and at scale? Is it is that essentially the, the, the think- big difference between running a 50 or 100 or, or 200? person team yeah I think it's genuinely who you can have access to in terms of skills and specialisms like the whole industry has just undergone a complete transformation I mean genuinely when I started PR and this does make me sound like a dinosaur but when I started we were cutting out um, newspaper clippings and clipping them down sticking them down with print stick uh, and sending them to clients I mean genuinely that's what we did I faxed yeah. out press I always reviews. found that mildly therapeutic to be fair but, <laughs> um... I mean I thought I thought spray mount was an upgrade <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's when I came in I must admit spray <laughs> is, that's, um, that's, yeah. I mean but that's just I mean, that's just unbelievable compared to the type of the sophistication of the work that we're doing now, how you can target uh, the audience with such nuance, use the suite of tools and insights that we can bring and then different specialisms. So I think I think that genuinely the difference is who you've got access to, to be able to do the one thing that we've always done, which is how you solve client problems. Um, And the problems have got more complex and therefore we've needed 
great better insight and better ways to engage with people and um that's what makes it interesting and exciting and a job and an industry i think that's thriving great we'll come on to that in a bit more in a in, later on in the, in the in the show but i just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your, your personal story because that's a really interesting one isn't it um uh, and it was certainly a surprise to me when you, you talked me through it when we we met up um a few months back but your parents moved to the uk as refugees um and, and bearing and, and to talk us through that story but bearing in mind Frankly, the, the awful scenes we've seen in over recent years, um, well, last year, 12 months back from Afghanistan and now um, mm-hmm. clearly in Ukraine, you're, I suppose you're, you're living proof of the, um, the moral and economic benefits um, of welcoming refugees into the UK, um, which is, a, a, I don't know, a nice, a nice chapter of hope um, it, through what is a pretty bleak time, I guess. I mean, yeah, the, the news agenda is is definitely bleak um, at the moment, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm proud of my family history. I think I took it for granted for a long time. I've always found it really interesting. So it was it was my mum. My mum is um, uh, her, um, our family is is Goan um, from India, um, but for generations had lived in Zanzibar off the east coast of Africa. And there was a revolution there in the '60s. So my grandma brought uh, my mum and five other. Um, siblings of my mom's at the time uh, to the UK. They settled in Cornwall, which is um, interesting in terms of a, a location to settle. They didn't come to London straight off. Um, and um, and it was four years later before my granddad was allowed into the country. Um, and so the you know the, the, that's an extraordinary life story. I think my my grand has to go from. Um, uh, an arranged marriage and living in um, Zanzibar all the way through to now, and she's still with us. I'm delighted to say, you know, she's now living in a flat in Surbiton. I mean, that's it, it's an amazing, amazing story, and she's an incredible, um, an incredible woman. So I've got I've got very strong female role models um, in in my family, and and my mom is very much one of those too. Um, and my dad is 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 British. Um, but my my mum definitely, um, you know, I grew up totally um, sort of ignorant that there was any other difference. As a kid, you just accept whatever your situation is, is totally normal. So I've come to appreciate it a lot as I've got older and a lot of the conversations that are being had now. The one thing I've learned is that it doesn't give me any special insight or privilege into a lot of these conversations. You know, as you alluded to, I, I look very um, white. I, I don't think I've, you know, I've only experienced a kind of very positive um uh very yeah I've had a very positive experience from that family history and you know I've got this wonderful culture and um food and traditions and all the rest of it um and um yeah it's very easy to think that you get some sort of insight I don't think it I don't think it does I think I have to do the work just like everybody else in terms of diversity and inclusion and making sure that you know that we we're doing the right thing when it comes to to what we're doing at at BCW right yeah, I must admit, it just as you talked there, uh, comparing the um, comparing Surbiton to Zanzibar, um, 
<laughs> I don't know. Is that really progress? I don't know. But um, yeah, I've, um, I think I've probably spent more time in Zanzibar than I have in Surbiton, if I'm honest. But um, yeah, there we go. Um, it's, it's a cool story and, and certainly one that... So, but, so when did your parents move in the, the 60s was when you came over? In essence, so or, my mum moved yeah. over, yeah, it was in the 60s. Right. And then um, my parents met... Um, it's a university age yeah right. uh, in in london so she'd moved up to london by then yeah cool. well it's a nice story and um it certainly makes you think when you you see some of the the anti um i don't know the anti the, the anti-refugee or anti-migrant stuff that we see in the press these days it certainly puts it into some context um but moving on just as i said in my uh, previously used to work at um red and weber um, before joining Conan Wolf, as it was at the time in 2011. Mm. Uh, and you became BCW UK CEO in, I think, about 2018. Um, I reckon, and I know this is one that we've had a bit of banter about, but I reckon, <laughs> I reckon you got about the biggest, the, the second biggest PR agency job in the, in the UK. Um, that must feel pretty good, wasn't it? Well, well I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to correct you um, <laughs> and, uh, or, or debate it. I'll just take it. Why not? Um, at, at your next pay review, you can say, I've been told that. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. I'm going to quote you. Um, uh, it's, um, well, as, I, as I said, it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it's a tremendous responsibility. It is an absolute privilege. Um, and I think the fact that you can look at how to, you know, continue to improve who we are as a, a business and how we can you know, work with clients better and do work that genuinely moves people, which is obviously our purpose as BCW. I think that's that's the opportunity and, and it's a very exciting one than that. So it's it's a complete privilege. Um, and then to boot, you just work with some really, really nice people. Um, and I don't underplay that either, especially in the tumultuous times that we're living through. So that is a great bedrock of of, of support and championing as well. Right. I mean, listen, it's only ever work in progress, isn't it? Um, stroke maybe a moment in time. I don't know. But, but you know, how, how would you say you have improved BCW over the past few years? Is it, um, is it about adding, adding discipline specialisms? Is it about growth? What, what do, would you say if you, when you look back? What, how do you think you've what, what are you most proud of, of what you've done over the last couple of years? Well, I think it was interesting at the time of the merger that um, we could build BCW as a completely new agency like that that cannot be a job that many people or an opportunity that many people have um or have an ability to do to have something with Burson Marstella and Kern and Wolf that had um a, a legacy an infrastructure um the access to WPP um but ultimately you could leave any of it behind and set up something from scratch building a you know the the biggest startup, as it were, within the industry. Um, so I I think that that was a real moment. At that moment, um, Donna Imperato, our global CEO, um, defined BCW as a moving people agency, and uh, the work that we've been doing in the UK to build that has been incredibly exciting. So looking at how we bring in. Um, bring in new specialisms and talent. So um, the Y team um, is our behavioral science unit, um, was uh, joined our existing um, uh, it, it, 
plethora of people who can bring um, true insights and ability to connect with people. Um, we have um, a dedicated um, strategy team that has exploded. And in fact, the hub, which is where all of our central expertise sits, um, so uh, digital, creative and strategy, can do so can do so much and that's been brilliant to see that explosion of um talent being brought in and new skill sets and confidence then across the rest of the business to be able to um, answer client problems in new and interesting ways um, and then to measure the effectiveness of that because i think if you're truly moving people you have to understand how you can connect with people um, and engage them in a more superior way but then you also have to measure that impact that you're having too so that's that's really at the um the foundation of of what we've done and then coupled with that in the uk um i've been working on a transformation plan that looks at moving us towards a multi-stakeholder model so we literally as a board sat down and worked out you know Yes, we want to be a commercially strong business, um, but there are so many other things that we want to be. We want to make sure we're doing the right thing for our people, for our clients, for our community. So how could we actually measure the impact of that? And we built ourselves a, um, some core KPIs that we were going to meet um, that made sure that we were delivering in a more rounded way and not just using our commercial success or fun, you know financial metrics as the be all and the end all because they are just one barometer of what is a good business um, and that's been a brilliant journey to be on um, the work around our, our growth and culture is is, is again a, a really strong component of that so how has a type of work changed then because a lot of people like you tell me that oh, we yeah. change the type but what does that what does give us a little insight into you know is it is it just going up the food chain a little bit to be more corporate advisors or is it a bit different from that in terms of how how the the type of work that you, bcw has, has is doing over the past couple of years has changed so i think when i first started this job the briefs um and the client problems were usually contained at a practice level. So you would have a consumer brief, a corporate brief, a you know, healthcare brief. Now we are working with clients in a way that um, they, that they can't be defined by those sorts of um, silos. It is about a business challenge. And we quite often, and most of our clients are using the full spectrum of the offer that we have. Um, so you're working with them um, in a way that, you know, I, I just think, when you are um, when you when you work in a PR agency, you and you're talking to them through those different lenses. So you have clients in lots of different places within the client organisation. You have a very different perspective than many of the competitors within the marketing world. Yeah. You know, they're quite often you know an ad agency is talking to your um, marketing team, or um, you know a McKinsey, a management consultancy, might be talking to a business unit. You know. We have we have a unique perspective because we have a number of clients at different parts within the organization yeah. and can bring that thinking and uh, and be able to solve things differently for, for our clients, if that makes sense. Right. Well, that's a happy tale. And long may that continue for, <laughs> for PR in general and, and, of course, BCW as well. Now, the WPP's, mm. it was reported that WPP's PR division grew by 27.4% in Q1 2022. Um 
I won't embarrass you by asking how specific numbers around BCW because I know you won't tell me. Um, but but you know how, how did the UK bit of BCW fare? Was it was it has it been a, a good um, yeah. start to the year? Obviously, we've got cost of living now, which which may impact that. But those sort of numbers haven't quite made their way through yet. I know. So yes, um, yeah, no, it, it we've had a lot of success. So as I say, when we look at that. Um, the KPIs that we measure ourselves on, yeah, we, um, you know, we, uh, we we're doing we're doing really we're doing really well. Um, I think that means then that um, if if we're looking at the lens of um, our people, the work we're doing, and the value that we're creating. Um, we've got to make sure that we continue to do that. We're not sitting on our laurels and yeah, you look ahead and you think, you know, that the picture, the economic picture isn't, isn't rosy and we've got to be mindful of that. Um, we have, um, you know, one of, one of the things um, that uh, I've done most recently to try and support the team is um, up our wellbeing allowance to allow um, anyone to claim up to 500 pounds on, um, you know, if a bill is out of reach or, um, you know, you have general living expenses that have become too much. And we've also looked at all of our entry level salaries up to AM. So there's some work we've done to try and support. The other piece I was really conscious of is how, um, you know, people are looking at their budgeting, they might be reducing the amount they're socialising or, you know, thinking about the cost of all of that. And so we're, we're trying to put in more measures like a sort of team lunch, um, you know, weekly and that kind of thing to try and bring people together. So I think just like we did through the pandemic, we're taking prudent approaches to try and protect the team um, and keep the culture strong as we as we um, move forward um, so we're we're still I'm still focused I suppose in in all of those three areas of what builds good business so yes commercially well we're doing well but it's also that means nothing if it's not about our people and, and the kind of work that we're enabled um, them to do as well it's interesting, isn't it? Because PR, I think most people accept PR had a, you know, with, with some exceptions, clearly had a pretty good COVID. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I've been on holiday for the last three weeks or so, pretty much. So I, I haven't had very recent conversations with that many people. But the, the, the as of a month or so back, the, the impact of the cost of living crisis anyway on budgets and new business pipelines hadn't really uh, there wasn't I wasn't seeing much there maybe that's about to come but it's probably going through a slightly quieter period over the summer for that anyway but do, do you sort of see that coming now or is that is that are you surprised how robust that the market is currently still it is still currently yeah. um but I think every everyone feels you know no one's quite sure why <laughs> exactly like we've been through so many years of uncertainty haven't we and sort yeah. of building resilient businesses that can weather these these storms so it's only natural to look ahead um and you know rightly to, to be prudent and cautious but i also think yes what we're seeing at the moment is um you know it, it it's not hitting us at the moment right. yeah um I was just going to talk to you a bit about, and I get the broad stuff there you've mm. talked about, but in terms of the shape of the business, I mean, where is BCW now? Is it, it back in the day, it was, I suppose, your two biggest divisions, as I was aware anyway, were corporate mm. and healthcare. Is that still the case, or have things evolved a little bit? Yeah, that, that's interesting because obviously 
um, as as we came, you know, as we came together, you had two um, sister brands that were very strong in different areas. You, you, um, just to confirm, you mean Conan Wolf and Burson Marstella, yeah? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And um, and now as BCW, we're um, we're full service and we've got that um, strength across the board. As I say, what we're, what we're noticing is, um, yes, yeah, so our, our corporate team is very strong. We, we merged actually and had um, even our corporate and public affairs coming together as one because we wanted to make sure that um, we were, um, you know, working collaboratively. It, it seemed an artificial demarcation. I, I couldn't agree um, more. Yeah. Yeah. And Actually, that's allowed us now to have heads of specialisms, uh, which has opened up new opportunities. So we've got um, uh, business transformation crisis, leadership comms, uh, corporate reputation, responsible business. Um, I know now I've missed one, but you, you get the sense that we're sort of we're building um, uh, we're building specialisms under that remit yeah. of, um, of CPA, corporate and public affairs. Within healthcare, we've enjoyed. I mean incredible growth um and again another brilliant team um which is diversifying the type of work that they're doing too um but we've always had a really strong presence in terms of consumer brand too and um that kind of um engaging consumer creative heartland which is just um yeah well that's my background as, yeah. as well having come up through consumer marketing so i think i think i feel very blessed that um they are all punching above their weight and um each each of these practices are yeah are doing some doing great work and together which is but, the but they're the the sort of three main thrusts of the business corporate public affairs healthcare and consumer yes and then we've got our hub teams uh, sat at the center which is obviously supporting in terms of additional expertise right and what sort of consumer work is it then because i mean is it is it the stunt end of things or is it is it more uh, the wider brief that you're not so much getting the pro- well go on what, what sort of work is it yeah so it's a mix of yes yeah, standalone work um i, I mean uh, stunt is kind of an easy catch-all but if you're talking about kind of um well-known kind of brand work that um you know yes we're doing really creative work in in that aspect but then we're also um again you know i talked about working at scale we're also working with um wpp teams and integrated teams where you are able to to do you know to deliver at, at scale as well which is really um you know which is which is great to have the balance and be able to do both um in ter- you know i suppose in terms of specific campaigns um uh it's i think probably we're best known for some of the work we've been doing with aldi around their csr program so the hunger monster um was um generated a, a lot of attention and and that was a lovely idea about personifying hunger um for underprivileged children and what that um, what that actually feels like, um, which supported Aldi's um, donation, giving, you know, with the donations that people were giving that would then um, uh, uh, um, unlock a donation that they were making too, um, that um, created real impact. And we've just followed up with a, a, a second CSR campaign for them around, um, with, the, with the National Literacy Trust around um, reading and um that's with Stephen Bartlett again, who um, ah. gets, gets a lot of um, yeah. 
attention. So um, working with brilliant influencers to tell our tell our stories as well. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So you just you just um, touched on it there actually, but you because you've just moved offices, haven't you, to WPP's yeah. backside office. Um, yeah. um So no, don't worry. It's not going to be an office move question, Rebecca. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but it, I guess that that opens up opportunities, which you just mentioned there briefly. The, the idea to work with different agencies who are you know experts in their fields and all that. Um, but does it also become a, a bit of a challenge to attain that BCW brand and culture in, in a multi-firm office? You know, until you'd asked the question, it hadn't even occurred to me because I think we, our team and culture is is so strong that actually the advantages of being in a in the WPEP like creative campus is 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 actually only an advantage i think we've got a really strong team and we know um you know the type of work we're doing and how we do it so therefore the opportunity to collaborate is is really exciting and it's opening up new conversations by just physically being in the same building and it it creates a lot of bars that the, the building has been purposely designed for kind of agile um working and collaboration because obviously the kind of deep working um piece you can do from anywhere as we've all learned through the pandemic so actually when we come into the office we want that collaboration even more so um so i i, I see it as a book plus it's got a great rooftop um that always that helps too especially in kind of summer, summer months it does um, well there you go that's told me but i just uh, how does it i'm just thinking that so if you're building up these Discipline areas. I don't know. You've probably yeah. got a, you you probably got a head of head of data and analytics, or words that affect, or, or a head of creative. How, how do they um, if they if they come up against uh, an, an ad agency's mm-hmm. data and ad, analytics department or an ad agency's creative? Do, do, does how does that relationship work? Do they, are they sort of brothers or sisters in arms, or is there a bit of needle there? So I think. It, you've got the added benefit then of people speaking the same language so it is easier to to ideate come up with an idea and have people execute through the channels of which they're most strong in um but i think the fact that you've got more people that can speak each other's language the better i think actually it makes for sort of smoother collaboration and when we work in those interagency ways, we show we can show up different each time. So sometimes we are doing the whole execution ourselves. Other times we're partnering and we, we're you know more focused on a sort of more traditional uh, media you know uh, media relations space. So it it just depends. But I think it opens up more opportunity. And the fact that you've got people on the team that understand those different worlds can is only is only a benefit even if you're not actually using them all the time in terms of the execution right um see yeah i I guess it helps you right if 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 one partner was always the lead partner it would become a bit a bit difficult wouldn't it but if that keeps changing then then that kind of retains a nice balance i suppose and you can when you're ideating you really know if you're onto something in terms of a good idea because right. you can see how it can work through that multi-channel route you know you, you've just got extra confidence in in what you're proposing and what you think is going to work and then how you collaborate to make it happen so um yeah i think i think it's a benefit i really do okay brilliant rebecca grant uk ceo of bcw global thanks so much for coming on the show oh, thank you it's been a pleasure 
Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.